You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford. Welcome to the show, Mike Crawford. That video wonked out right at the end, of course. Right when I was kind of getting almost like a little teary-eyed. That's uh, 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 We've been uh, very excited on the show very recently. It's going to be tough not to kind of keep that vibe. But this is a little kind of a downer show, a little bit, a little bit different. Uh, you saw in the video, Lorna McMurray, she died earlier this year in January. I didn't uh, find out about this till really this weekend. And right on the spot reading this, I decided we should definitely do some type of show about it. And so here we are. Um, we did invite some friends, family, co-workers. We were hoping that they would call in. We thought we actually had two or three of them, but uh, things haven't turned out well. Maybe they're not calling in. We're not sure. I mean, we'll see. If anyone calls in tonight, we'd be very excited to hear about it. But uh, we don't know what happened in this situation. You know, I have talked to some of the um, former employees of hers who we will actually be quoting. They've submitted some statements for us to, to read of theirs, uh, as well as her family. And we really don't know what happened in this situation, but definitely there are questions, concerns, um, uncertainty. Uncertainty is the word. And a lot of the uncertainty, I think, comes from the fact that it's big cannabis. I mean, look, we're, we're the ones who I'm the one who predicted that there probably would be some worker deaths at these cultivation sites. And it looks like there may have been. And and, and again, we're not going to uh, blame this on truly for 100%. We don't know what happened in this situation. Things are complicated. We're not medical experts. We don't have the medical information. We, we're not even, you know, talking to all the family members, but, what we do see, it raises concern. And a lot of the concerns come from the fact that True Leaf is a company run by a CEO with a husband currently in federal jail for bribery. I mean, it, it all starts there. If that's your company, it's kind of hard to um, think that they're going to care about the health and safety of the workers. So I think it starts right there. Uh, for us and a lot of folks uh, that, co that cover the cannabis space, we're looking to hear your comments on this story. Lorna McMurray was a young woman who died. Uh, she was born in 1994, passed away January of 2022. We're just hearing about this. Uh, she apparently was on a shift at Holyoke True Leaf, a cultivation site for the massive, large True Leaf multi-state operator dispensary chain. And she was transported to a medical facility and passed away. And uh, we, we're going to read some statements tonight from her family. Uh, actually, not from her family, from her co-workers. We're also going to read some statements that we have received from some of the folks that have worked for True Leaf uh, in Florida. Florida is the base for True Leaf. They have so many uh, locations down there, and there's also been a lot of uh, labor complaints there. And our UFCW, you know, friends 
have shared with us uh, quite a bit of information, a lot of testimony. So we're going to read some of that as well tonight. I want to make sure that I mention the way I was getting a little teary eyed with that opening. That opening was a lot due to the fact that, uh, again, my friend, Michael Malta, uh, it was his birthday yesterday and it's been uh, nine years now. It's going to be nine years, October 6th, which is coming up, uh, his death, the anniversary. And, I, you know, it's weird for me because I was always 10 years behind him. And uh, I'm basically going to be like the same age he was when he passed. And I've just been missing that guy for so long. Uh, I know he's very proud of his family and uh, the new additions. There's been a, another addition. It's amazing to watch. Uh his daughters and their families growing. And I know how proud he would be to see them uh, just doing fabulous. So I'm really happy uh, to kind of just talk about Michael Malta, the King of Pot and celebrate his birthday again. He's always with us. It's like uh, it's, he used to always uh, make me, you know, make him promises and stuff like that. And he used to always take me out to dinner on my birthday and this was a time where I couldn't even afford to take myself out to dinner. And today I would do anything and when I could afford it to, to love to take him out to dinner on his birthday, which I can't do anymore. So today we're doing a birthday show. We can afford to have a birthday show for him. And this is for Michael Malta. I just love the guy. Uh, we'll never forget him. It used to be we would promise to do things for him. It's not even that. It just it just it is like we we can't. He's always there. I, we talk to him daily. We'll never forget him. And I, I think that's one of the uh, kind of messages I have tonight for people who are grieving a loss of a loved one. There's been a lot of that happening over the last months, years, decades. And I know it just it's always constant in this universe, but it just seems to me as I've grown older, I've just been seeing it more and more in my life. And, and just this week, uh, Someone that a lot of Bostonians cared about, Brother Cleve, had passed away, and people are going to be doing a memorial for him. Uh, so, you know, there's been a lot of that. And we're talking about Lorna McMurray, who just passed away at a young age in January. It's been a few months. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, it's tough to bring this up now, uh, so many months later, but we're just hearing about this. And I think it's very concerning that we don't, I don't trust True Leaf, and a lot of people don't seem to trust True Leaf. And it's not surprising. Um, it seems that Lorna did have some medical issues. One of them was asthma. And she was working in the cultivation site where, you know, as we've been reporting over and over again, a lot of these cultivation sites are, are really tough on your respiratory. And if you have asthma, uh, COPD, it's not good for you to be working in these places, especially if you don't have the right respiratory protection your health and safety hasn't come first. So here's a situation of someone that we know who had that situation going on, going into it. And a lot of time what we've been hearing from all of the, I don't know, probably hundreds at this point of employees in the big dispensaries, and especially when we were doing the New England Treatment Access uh, reporting, and, and most of that reporting was just relaying and, and recording what employees and ex-employees were saying. And a lot of them were reporting that healthy young people were coming into the uh, cultivation uh, sites as new employees. Six months later, a year, sometimes even less, suddenly they would have COPD. Suddenly they would have, for the first time in their life, asthma. 
and that they were sticking paper towels up their noses and they were all on medication for asthma all of a sudden for the first time in their life. And this was the byproduct of working in these cultivation sites. So we're seeing this. We know it's happening. We know that there's mold. We know that there's issues. And Lorna Murray passed away. And we don't know, and we don't have any faith in the Cannabis Control Commission to do a good job in, of an investigation. We don't believe that they're above board. So what are we to do? We're to talk about it. And we're to basically lean on each other. And the most important thing I have to bring to the table tonight is what the gentleman that brought this to our attention, the first one that brought this to our attention, what he said about this. And it's about the health and safety of the workers. And it's about being extra vigilant. And he feels great guilt because he was her supervisor who had left True Leaf shortly before her death. He feels like that, that when he left the position, he wasn't there to protect her and that he could have protected her from the fate. So this is a horrible situation. I and mean, again, we're not saying we know what happened and we're not saying that True Leaf is responsible. We're not saying True Leaf did anything wrong, but we have our suspicions. And we want to kind of raise the alarm, raise the alarm. We want to ask other journalists in the area to look into this. We want to ask politicians to look into this. We want uh, politicians, even in other cities and towns, to look into the dispensaries and look at the health and safety of the workers. We're asking OSHA to do more, not to wait till someone dies to come in and do trainings. Do it now. Do it now in every single dispensary in Massachusetts. We're asking the Cannabis Control Commission to come in and take care of these young workers that are working in these cultivation sites. We're not talking about the retail stores. We're talking about the cultivation sites. They're the most dangerous, and especially the larger ones. We're not talking about going in and busting up the, the micro-grows who are doing it right. We're talking about the big cannabis guys that you guys don't do crap about. The ones that you let get away with everything because they have the money and the power. That's what we're asking for. And it's time for OSHA to step up. I am getting a little emotional. There are people watching. I know the family's watching right now. I'm going to read one comment right now from uh, a cannabis activist. I know uh, someone who's been involved in the, in the industry. I think she also has her own. She does quite a bit on LinkedIn. I know that too. I think she might have a podcast too. Jennifer Roy, she says, this is horrible. Yeah, it is horrible. It is. But at the same time, happy birthday, KOP. That's another thing. What would KLP do? He'd do the show like I'm doing it tonight. And uh, we're doing this for KLP. Michael Whalen just posted a comment. He said, happy birthday, KLP. Thank you, Michael. Happy birthday to KLP. Uh, I'm going to read another comment. A uh, Facebook user just wrote, agree, Mike. CCC is such a disappointment. They are. We can't trust them to do an investigation. They find mold. We know that there's mold in these dispensaries. It's been proven. We have pictures we have reports. We have everything that you need. The CCC knows it. They go in and they they go in and they start to investigate. The first thing that they do is they say it's so dangerous. The mold is so dangerous. We can't send our investigators in. We have to do it virtually. We're afraid that our people are going to get sick. But your people at the dispensary working for $15 an hour can keep working there. That's what they do. It's a joke. It's a cover-up agency. We're tired of it. Uh, Snooker writes, I'm Lorna's stepdad. I'm Lorna's stepfather. He's listening right now. Thank you uh, for listening. If you'd like to call in, make any comment, uh, tell us about Lorna. We would love to hear from you. Just, just to hear about Lorna herself. That would be awesome. If you don't feel comfortable, I totally understand. 
but her family is definitely listening tonight. Um, I just think it's sad that we don't know. We're going to read some comments. Let me read some comments. I'm going to, um, and I would like to actually take off my camera, but I can't because I'll stop the mic at the same time. How do I do that? Why don't they let you make it easy? Man, StreamYard. I got, I got a new thing you should be able to do, but you know what? I'm just going to stay on camera, I guess. I'll just do that. I'm because what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to read some of the some of the choice stuff. I, I should actually even do a Facebook share. Maybe I could do some of that. But you know what? I, I just want to read some of the comments. Um, for instance, I'm going to read some of the Florida comments about this company, True Leaf, and why we have questions. These are statements made by Florida employees of True Leaf. And this is one of the most frequent, and I have so many of these comments, and it's about the ambulances. And this is funny because in New England Treatment Access, we talked about the fires. There was more fire drills than fires. We said that, you know, we didn't say that. The employees that came on the show said that. And then the next thing you know, there was another fire. <laughs> and it was in the newspaper. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. And this is what we're seeing is ambulances a, a lot at True Leaf. And this is the first statement from uh True Leaf employee in Florida wrote this. And we're getting this information from our UFC buddies in Florida who did a lot of organizing or trying to organize with True Leaf in Florida and the Aggie sites. Here are some of the comments. Multiple ambulances called at individual sites to the point we started taking mock bets on how many we'd get that week. They were betting on how many ambulances would come each week. Like I, I worked at a uh, union shop, a teamster shop, beer distributor. You know, you'd think that would be safe. It, there was a lot of risk there, actually. You know, got fork tricks flying around, could fall, beer could, you know, the, the pallets of beer can, all kinds of things could go wrong. And I can only think maybe one time an ambulance out of all the, I worked there for like six years, all through college and even after college and through high school and all that. And I can only think maybe one time an ambulance came. That wasn't like a weekly thing. And there was a number of people working there. So, you know, weekly to have bets, how many? That sounds pretty scary. Read some more. Employees forced to sit on items on the forklift to keep the item from flipping because they wouldn't give us the equipment to do our jobs. The lack of water and cooling stations for outdoor employees. Forced employees to work out of external Connex containers because they refused to extend, uh, expand the warehousing. They got on to me for sitting down and drinking water, even though I worked outside all day. Kept making me do stuff, even though I was going to physical therapy. Lower level employees were never considered to be intelligent enough to make decisions. Management would regularly throw their employees under the bus to keep themselves from getting into trouble. A girl was hit by a bus during lunch, and they still punished her for being late to work. I was personally told to stop talking about an employee that killed herself, even though we talked a lot. She did the same job as me at, an, uh, at another site. Employees were constantly getting talked to for discussing their wages. That's always a red, fl red flag. During a tornado, they had me outside working instead of letting me go inside. See what I'm saying? Health and safety. Sounds like that comes last. Lake Osha was a hole that was around eight or nine feet and full of water to the top, right by the road the forklifts drove on. Went months without being filled back in. Employees are forced to walk through sewage water because someone installed the pump wrong and the company won't fix it. These are some of the 
statements from Florida employees. And it goes on and on and on. I also want to read a uh, statement from an employee who worked at True Leaf. This is uh, an employee that worked with Lorna. Uh, we were hoping to have him come on tonight, but he had a family situation come up and he couldn't make it. Uh, he sent this statement. I'm going to read it in, in, from beginning to end. Uh, he wrote, I didn't know Lorna very well as an individual. We met and interacted only at the facility. However, that doesn't detract from the impact her loss had. It's tragic whenever someone loses their life, especially at work in an environment unsuited for them. On that note, I believe that True, Light, True Leaves' poor ventilation in the room she was working in did greatly contribute to her death. One important thing, however, is that I left the company about a month and some change before Lorna's incident. That means I can't give exact knowledge of their work conditions to, to that day. I also believe that Truly does pay attention to worker safety. I remember on multiple occasions a point was made to give information and direction to ensure worker safety at various steps of production. My time frame of reference was only a few months, but mine and my department's departure was predated by a lot of absent leadership in the cycle counting departments where I worked. I hope this helps you out. Thanks again for reaching out. It's greatly appreciated. So that was uh, one of her coworkers. There was another coworker who made a statement too online, which I'm going to try to find right now. Um, he was the one who actually alerted us to the situation. I'm going to read that one too, because I think that these, you know, these are firsthand accounts, people who worked with her. And again, that individual is even, even saying, you know, he doesn't know. He thinks it may have contributed. He thinks that uh, he thinks the company does care, which, you know, you can be both at the same time. You know, all these things can be true. Things are complicated. And we're not saying 100% that True Leaf is at fault or is liability or that you should boycott them. We're saying that we think there's a problem. We, we're saying that we want to bring up the worker safety issue uh, at every single cultivation site in Massachusetts, uh, especially the larger ones, the MSOs. Those are the ones. I'm not caring about micro-grows or social equity. Leave those guys alone. They got enough red tape. I'm talking about the big boys, the true leaves of the world. If you're a multi-state operator, cultivation site, you should be having OSHA trainings like every single month. There should be health and safety. That should be like the number one thing there. We don't want to see more deaths. We don't want to have more questions like this. This was a young woman. This this woman had the rest of her life ahead of her. And, and maybe she would have passed away without true leaf. Maybe she, we, we can't know that. I don't have the medical information. Don't have enough information, but we're talking about it tonight. This is what Danny Danny wrote. Uh, he was the person that worked with her as her supervisor. He wrote, this is a, and he he posted a uh, an OSHA flyer that is a free training. It's a safety and health hazards cannabis training. And it's uh, run by the U.S. Department of Labor, OSHA. And it was in Springfield, Massachusetts re recently at the end of August. And he's saying that this training was the direct result of Lorna's death. And this is what I think uh, part of her legacy has to be, is that we need to take health and safety more seriously for workers in the dispensaries. And that's what Danny's message is here, and I'm going to read it in, a, in uh, word for word. Danny writes, this is a direct response 
to the death of my former employee, Lorna McMurray, who tragically passed away while processing Keefe in True Leaves, Holyoke, Massachusetts manufacturing facility. I quit about a month prior to her passing due to the horrific management and corruption that I witnessed daily as a supervisor within the facility. I wish that I was there to save her. Please look out for your people. Please educate yourselves. Now, keep in mind, there were some other comments, too, uh, from what look like other ex-employees. Uh, another one wrote in the comment section wrote, that place was horrible and toxic as fuck. I'm so many levels. I'm so glad many of us got out when we did. Unfortunately for Lorna, she wasn't able to. It sickens me to know what's going on. It pray people educate themselves. Some other comments from someone. I had no idea people could die from cultivation. How? Yeah, I mean, that's what we're trying to bring attention to. I think a lot of the public officials don't realize how dangerous this can be for employees, especially if they have respiratory issues. And let's be serious. A lot of the folks in the medical community have medical issues, medical cannabis issues. They have health issues. A lot of times they are respiratory. And a lot of times those are the workers, the ones that know the most about the plant, that have the most passion, that want to work these $14, $15 an hour uh, wage jobs. Guess what? A lot of them are medical, medical cannabis patients. And so naturally, some of them are going to have some medical issues. And the answer isn't to ban them, ban them from the industry and not to hire them, but we need to make sure they're safe. We need to have precautions. We need to make sure they have full masks. I don't know what they offered her. I don't know what kind of protection, but we're, we're raising the alarm. We're raising the alarm for Lorna and her family. If anyone has any comments, we're going to be reading them off. Uh, as we go here, I see there's some more comments. If you want to call in, we'll, we'll definitely take your phone calls right now. Uh, I'll even turn on the phone lines. We're ready to go. Uh, again, Lorna Mc, Mc, uh, Murray died earlier this year in January. West Springfield, Massachusetts resident. She died after working at True Leaf in Holyoke, and she died at a medical center. Um, it's really kind of a sad thing to see someone so young uh, pass away, and you're really left with a lot of questions and, and kind of like a sick feeling you know, we, we sort of kind of predicted this, this was going to happen. And, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope that this doesn't happen. I hope these predictions are completely wrong. I never want to see something like this happen. I take no sense or pride in it, but if I could see it, uh, the CCC can see it. If I could see it, the local officials should be seeing it. They need to know they need to be educated. You know, a few years ago, I wasn't seeing it and it was probably there, you know? So I'm not saying that anyone's at fault for not seeing it, but they just have to look. They have to look. They have to be aware. And once they are aware, they're really going to start focusing on it. So let's let's take a call here. I think we got a call on this. This is this is Dave. This is Lorna's stepfather. Oh wow, Dave! Thank you for calling in. Thank you for for having me. What do you want to uh, tell us about Lorna? Well, I was just uh, listening to your comments about the masks and whatnot, and I can't bring them up on my phone, but for a couple of weeks before she passed, she was messaging me work to where I work for, for our respirators. She's like, Dad, can you bring me home some respirators? And of course, you know, so, so obviously they weren't supplying them to her. I had to, 
I had to sneak them out of my shop to bring them to her. <clears throat> That's not right. I mean, that this is a million, millions. This is a, a well-capitalized company. This company is, I think, a billion-dollar company. It's just a stupid little mask. You figure this is a multi-million-dollar company, I would think, anyway. They're not giving their workers masks. She's begging me to steal masks from my shop. I'm a diesel mechanic for, for a local bus company, by the way. I'm a welder and fabricator. Your worker. So I have, yeah. So I mean, I have access to masks. So I would sneak a couple home in my lunchbox and give them to Lorna. You know, so that's how that went. So I know they were. I know they weren't giving her masks. Now, I mean, how old was Lorna when she passed away in January? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay, so she was twenty-seven years. Just old. Just a kid. Yeah, just a kid. I mean, a kid. Um, Tell us about her. Like, when, how has the loss affected your family? Well, I don't know if her mother is listening, but <clears throat> I helped her mother raise this kid. I've known Lorna since she was four. Um, she's called me dad her whole life. Um, and unfortunately, her, me and her mother aren't, I mean, tragically, me and her mother aren't together anymore, but... I'm I'm six feet away from Lorna's room. I mean, Lorna's ashes are in a box, just feet away from me. And I mean, I, I she's here with me every day, and it's it's wicked tough. It's wicked tough. She, I mean, she shouldn't have gone out like that. All I know is she passed out at work, and she lost oxygen, and she she had a brain injury, and. And and she was dead. Like she went to work and she and she didn't come home. Oh man! I mean, supposedly, supposedly these are very dusty environments in, in in these rooms. I I mean, I've never been in one, but supposedly they're very dusty when they're processing this stuff. Yeah, maybe maybe you could tell me, but I'm not yeah, sure. No, it, it it definitely that's what we hear from the employees quite a bit that there's a lot of dust created and there's a lot of uh, kind of pathogens that can come in the air, you know, different molds and powdery mildews. And I did, I didn't know that either. Yeah. So um, Dave, thank you for calling in. You're the stepfather. Um, you lost your stepdaughter, 27 years old, Lorner. Um, is there any, like, is the family, pursuing this like uh like civil suit I, I know that her i know that her mother uh uh again we're not together but um her mother uh, went to osha and she's trying to get osha to she's trying to file a wrongful death suit against against true leave and that's all i know right now do you know if she's filed an osha complaint I, I believe she did. Okay, Again, I, we're not I, speaking. That's good to know. I, that's I, I, I can. That's a, that's, a, that's a whole another story. <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's a, that's for me to uh, get from OSHA. I've got them before with other dispensaries, complaints, and yeah. So. I know that she. I know that she has a lawyer, and I know I know that she went to OSHA. That's that's what I know for a fact. Okay. Well, we will follow up on that definitely. Um. Well, um. 
and this is kind of just, it's so sad. It really is. It just doesn't need to happen that they weren't giving her mask. It just, that to me right. is horrific. Um, right. And my kids, my kids in a box now in the next room. Right. You know, I mean, what the hell? I'm really sorry, Dave, that we have to uh, talk on this, you know, about this, but I mean, if we can bring some, some, you know, justice, Kind of uh, to, to to bring up the topic that these dispensaries need much more oversight for all the rest of the employees that are in there right now, and this, almost the exact same situation in hundreds of these locations around Massachusetts. It's it sounds like it's pretty hectic from what stories some of the stories she told me. So, and I'm a yeah. cannabis right. supporter. Like I use cannabis. I want it to be good. I don't want it to be. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like yeah. I, I believe. I, I used to. I I used to, but it's not the same animal as it was when I was a kid. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> different. It is a little different. <laughs> and I get drug tested, so you know I can't weld on school buses and and oh, smoke yeah, and smoke. That's a totally too. different. <laughs> you got a lot of liability there. <laughs> you probably have yeah, higher so. insurance premiums than I do. Uh, yeah, I, would, I think so. Yeah. So, uh, I, right. thank you so much for calling in. Um, I mean, do you want to make any comment to, you know, just a general? I can't, I can't, can you hear me? I, I can't say I have too much. To, I can't, yeah, I can hear you. I can't say I have too much more to add. But when you started to bring up the issue with the masks, I know for a fact that this place isn't protecting their workers in this environment. I know it for a fact. Have you, uh, do you have any, um, kind of, do you think anything will change for the workers or do you think that this is just kind of going to get nothing, you know? I, 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 you know, that I can't answer. I, I, I would hope that, I would hope that something came out of this, you know, like, it, like the very next day, I would hope something came out of it. But, but I can't answer. I can't answer to that. I I have no idea. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked that uh, it took me so long to find out about this. That no other reporter has covered this yet. But we're asking them to. I know that some reporters do watch this show. We're asking you to to dig into this, please. You know, look into it. Right. Right. And the same thing with the community, the okay. cannabis community. Thank you so much, Dave, for calling in. I really appreciate you calling. I appreciate in. you, I, Mike. I'm I'm sorry that you lost Lorner. Um, Thank you. Anything we can do for you in the future, just let us know, please. I will. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Dave. All right. Good night. Good night. <clears throat> wow. Ooh, that was tough. I mean, uh, yeah the real people you know we, we we predicted it and now we're talking to someone's stepdad this is why we do this show this is people have been questioning us lately there's no question this is real reality for us this is like uh i thought about not doing the show i kind of cut back i there's a lot of things going on i couldn't i couldn't i just had we are so back. This week, we have more shows. We got uh, number one, Monday night, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. We're going to be speaking to a Massachusetts state Senate candidate for the Workers' Party, Laura Saylor. 
we're going to be talking about some police, a lot of police misconduct down there on the South Shore. There's four different police officers involved in a really horrific incident with a young minor child who later committed suicide. Uh, four local police officers, three of them in one town, are under fire for inappropriate relationships. It sounds like they had sex with this young minor girl in the Explorer program. We'll be talking all about that tomorrow night with Laura Sala running for Massachusetts Senate and some of the other uh, police scandals. She follows this stuff. It's going to be intense tomorrow. And again, on Thursday night, oh my God, epic show. Thursday night, we have Kim Napoli on the show. Major figure in cannabis in Massachusetts. We're really honored to have her. It's going to be the first time I've known her for uh, decades. And it's an honor. And I, I'm really happy about this one. It's going to be Kim Napoli uh, with another uh, female boss. Awesome woman, too. Uh, Carolyn Pino from STEM Haverhill. So it's going to be an amazing uh, week of shows. Again, this is our first live show. We got two more coming up on Monday and Thursday night at 7 p.m. We've never done three live shows and a podcast, which I just uh, recorded early and put out in one week. Like we are on fire in terms of production. We're going to keep going like we never have before. We had a quite a few listeners tonight, viewers. I want to thank you. But again, I want to uh, leave on this note tonight. What are we going to do for the workers? So many workers have been not taken care of. They don't have masks. They don't have protection at their workplaces. We're predicted people are going to die, and then they die. And nothing gets done. CCC, we haven't heard anything about this. So we're going to keep on it. We're going to uh, look into the ocean complaint. We're going to see if any of our uh, former employee, employee friends or Family want to continue to talk about this and maybe get some of the folks from truly Florida on that's, that's another option. Uh, and any of the, uh, cultivation folks, if you've ever worked at the Holyoke cultivation site, or you currently work there and you want to speak to us on or off the record, you know how to reach out to us. If you want to send an email, MJC, Boston, Michael, James, Curly. Yeah. MJC, Boston. At Gmail, oh, I'm sorry, no, we'll use this one. MJC Boston one at, oh, excuse me, MJC Boston one at yahoo.com. That was the hardest email ever to get out. I'm like burping in the middle of it. I'm screwing up the E. Oh, man, time to go. I want to again uh, thank Dave for calling in tonight. The tough phone call, man. Can imagine the phone call he got that day. You know, and his wife. It's like the night that I got the phone call. It was a Sunday night. My girlfriend was at work uh, doing her show at WAF, Bay State Rock. She was on the air live. I'm listening to her show like I usually do, loving it. I'm, I'm, I think I was writing a column, actually, for Dick Boston. Usually what I did on Sunday nights when she was at the studio, I would stay up late because it was a late night show. I'll wait to make sure she got home. Sometimes I would actually drive her in and out if it was, you know, bad weather. But this night I was at home. It was in October. It was October 6th. And I got the phone call that my best friend died. And I'll, I'll just never forget where I was, the day, just everything about it. 
And I just can't imagine getting that phone call for your daughter, your daughter. And uh, to lose Michael in his early fifties, Michael Malta, the King of Pot, was just horrible. And I can't imagine losing your daughter at 27 because someone didn't want to give her a mask or, or, you know, seem to care. And on, again, on this show, we're not claiming that true leaf is responsible or it's their fault, but we're reading the testimony from people from Florida. We're reading the testimony from her coworkers. We're hearing from her stepdad tonight. He called in. That's what we do on this platform. We don't have any preconceived notions. We follow the truth wherever it leads us. And in this case, I do feel like there is something there. I'm not going to be able to prove it. I don't have medical records, but we're on the beat and we're going to keep bringing it up and uh, we're going to fight for Lorna McMurray and all the future Lorna McMurrays that are out there right now in these cultivation sites, risking their lives and not being thought of, not being taken care of by their bosses at these big cannabis corporations. That is our mission. Young Jerks, Mike Crawford, checking out tonight. We, we're about the patients. We're about the consumers. We're about the workers. We're also about the social justice angle. They call me a social justice warrior. Some folks say I hate cops. Say call me a cop hater. And then other folks lately have said that I'm a badge licker. Maybe I'm just in the middle. Maybe I'm just moderate. That's what I'm calling myself lately. Moderate Antifa. The far right now calls us Antifa Radio. It was a joke that I made a few weeks ago, and now they're going with it. Yeah, Antifa Radio, Mike Crawford. Moderate Antifa Radio with just a little bit of cream. Just throw a little cream in there. I used to do the sugar, but you just need a, like a dab of cream. Moderate Antifa Radio with a dab of cream. And you got to smoke like two joints after that. All right, we'll see you guys later. I think uh, we've gone from... Very sad, almost crying tonight to having fun and kind of just enjoying the haters out there. We, we're getting a lot of hate now. Like someone's one of my haters was crying to, this week. He was like saying that um, I'm upset about my life because I'm not more famous. And I just laughed at that. It's like, dude, I love being anonymous, actually. I, I definitely want more, more listeners. That's obvious. I mean, I think everyone wants more listeners. But I want like listeners without the fame, you know, like that would be the best actually thing in the world. We could negotiate that. But, you know, it's just funny because lately it seems like we're kind of getting famous. Like people are coming at us. We, we had to do a podcast about stuff we did three and a half years ago, even though it's part of our, you know, it, it originated from our crew, what we are answering for from in that podcast. We had to do that because people were so in the community were so up in arms, like, it's, it's kind of funny. Like we're actually, we, I would say like, um, EMF radio, we were probably at our height of our popularity. Like when we were doing Tito Jackson, Ayanna Presley, all those shows, we were getting a lot of listeners back then. And then, you know, we kind of plateaued and went down. We had a couple ups and downs and then lately, lately we we're kind of sputtering out, but I would say the last month or two we're on fire. Like we, I, this feels like we're going to be bigger than we ever were even back then. So I think it's funny. Like we're, I, I'm having the best time of my life. Like, you know, 10 years ago was not happy now loving it. And, and I, and I always say that to the audience too. You never know how things will turn out. Don't give up. Keep trying. That was what Michael did for me. He told me to keep going. 
He would he would give me a little push. He would give me a you know a little cannabis if I needed it. He would keep me going. He would say, Mike, it's gonna be good someday. And he was right. So I'm the young jerks, Mike Crawford checking out. Kind of a sad show at the same time. Lorna McMurray didn't possibly didn't need to pass away in 2022. She definitely, I mean, her family didn't want her to pass away. We we don't know the full, you know reason but it doesn't sound good from what we heard tonight from the testimony of her uh, of her stepdad dave uh it doesn't sound good from what the co-workers told us tonight either so uh we're just gonna leave it at that but the big message of the show tonight is if you're in management if you're an employee look out for each other if you're at osha do more in the cannabis big cannabis cultivator space we need more osha trainings if you're in the community, if you're doing symposiums and cannabis conventions, public safety of the workers needs to be number one. You need to be doing panels on that every single time. You know, they always talk about the oh, the public safety of someone might steal some cannabis. We need a safety plan. How about a worker safety plan? That needs to be the number one requirement. Cannabis Control Commission, same thing. Worker safety needs to be number one. You need to be starting doing surveys. Some of the scientists out there that are studying cannabis. How about studying the, the workplace, workplace wellness? We need to do a lot more on this. And the politicians, we're going to be on this. We're going to do it for Lorna. I hope you join us. Mike Crawford, Young Jerks, checking out. Please share this. Check it out on uh, iTunes later if you missed it. Please like, subscribe, share all of our stuff, especially on iTunes. Give us a, a review. We've gotten a few new reviews lately. Very nice. Please post those up on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you're listening on your podcast app. A lot of them offer uh, ratings or, and reviews. Please give us those. We love them. Uh, we thank you for all of the ratings or, and reviews we've already received. I'm out, Mike Crawford. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow night, Monday night, with Massachusetts State Senate candidate Laura. Selah.